Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw upon the wisdom of the saints to help us navigate this crazy, insane, wacky life. Yeah. Yeah. This valley of tears. This valley of tears. Wherein, by the way, we can be joyful. Right. And we can be warriors for Jesus and we can make a difference. And the dude that's coming on the show today is a warrior for Jesus and he's making a difference. I think in a way that is so unique and so powerful, as we said before the show, every priest, every grandparent, every parent, every vocation, everyone who touched every vocation director, everyone who touches a young man Mm -hmm. or a young woman, uh, every Catholic school principal. Yeah. Who is this guy? (laughs) What's his name again? We have a new friend. We're so happy to welcome a new friend. Andrew Lawback, Lawbacher. Andrew is the executive director for Huma- Humanality. Andrew has been traveling the country and world, leading worship and speaking the last 15 years, sharing the gospel, and is now helping people heal and detox. Did you hear that? Helping people heal and detox from, from phone and tech addiction. Phone and tech addiction. I, De- the most dehumanizing mind scrambling forces in our time and this guy's got the got the antidote he's got the he's got he's got the m16 he's got the the tank weapon he's blowing this stupid thing up well we're really happy you're here with us andrew i'm happy to be here that was an incredible intro (laughs) i'm so excited now i'm always passionate to talk about these topics but you guys got me even like more excited so (laughs) i'm ready i'm ready to get into it how old are you, Andrew? I am the year, uh, I am as old as Jesus was. I'm 33. Awesome. Oh, great just year. Love, just great love year. This great is going to be year. the year and for you. I, you. You know, I we're fighting for the church and fighting for, you know, healing and all that. And I'm always, you know, it's always just so much more exciting to me when young people like you are out on the front lines and figuring out new ways. Jordan, you and Jordan need to hang out. Our producer um, uh, he has an amazing uh, Instagram page called Do the Harder Thing. I really think you two should do an interview as well to get to his audience because his audience is dead center um, the, to the folks you're serving. So, but, you know, I, so what I'm struggling with is how to talk about this because I want to, I want to get to what it is, but humanality is what? Tell, tell our listeners what, what, what the project is about. Yeah, so Humanality is a 501c3 nonprofit that is helping people discover freedom through an intentional relationship with technology. So it actually started at Franciscan University last year by Hope and Justin Schneer. Um, and this unplugged scholarship, some people might have heard about, but started with 30 kids uh, who joined this scholarship where we paid them scholarship money to give up their smartphone and take on a dumb phone to really start to engage reality again and detox from phone and tech addiction. So that same year, over 50 kids just willingly gave up their smartphones to be part of the movement. And now we're expanding to universities across the whole country. 
And we really believe that this is a movement that's going to really transform the way that we interact with each other. And we really want to lead with the good of technology, like you and me are communicating right now on technology. It's a good thing. But at this point, the data is very clear that there is negative mental health outcomes, uh, I'd say physiological, spiritual, you know, negative outcomes that come with direct uh, exposure to these devices and social media platforms. So that's so, a little bit about how we started. Let's get right to what a dumb phone is. Yeah, that's, that's I want to know what yeah. that yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, so we're partnering with Lightphone, uh, L-I-G-H-T, lightphone.com. And uh, this phone literally is just calling, texting. Uh, it has an alarm clock, calculator, a hotspot, and some directions. So it's the phone I use, and it's literally just, it fits in the you know palm of your hand. And it's just the basics uh, without the addictive aspects. Do you have the phone with you right now? Yes, this is the light phone. Okay. Uh, so if you can see that, it's simply uh, the basics. It has, yep, there's the phone, alarm clock, calculator, directions, hotspot. And uh, it's just the basics, you know. It looks and like the size of a credit card. Is it bigger it's than a very, credit card? Yeah, it's very small. I mean, it. Yeah, it's and the palm of your hand, right? Yeah, yes. and, yeah. And when we so just to describe, so that's for the live streamers can see that. Yeah, and you can see our live stream show by the way out on spiritualdirection.com. We post them all out there. But yeah. the but you showed it to us. We were at yeah. where we met. Andrew was at a wedding of a mutual friend, and he showed it to us. Now the difference visually than a smartphone is how a smartphone is designed, and I want you to comment on this. It's it's designed to make you addicted um, to looking at it all the time. Dings, colors, sounds, vibrations, vibrations, emojis, yes. all these things that add, that give you, uh, what is that? Stimulus. That dopamine. Stimulus, dopamine. Yeah, the dopamine hit. Yeah. Yeah. The dopamine hit that causes us to be addicted, right? Yeah. Yes. So the science on this is actually like really interesting. And this is what many PhDs and MDs are, are talking about. But these devices are directly uh, correlating to this dopaminergic pathway in the brain which, you know, makes us feel good when we eat and when we sleep, if you have sex. I mean, it's this good feeling, um, you know, chemical in the brain. And there's multiple ways that these devices are essentially hijacking that neural pathway to keep you as addicted. And, and the word that they're actually using in, uh, in the tech world is engaged. So they want yeah. to keep you engaged in their products. So there's two really main ways. And this is out of uh, Cal Newport's book, uh, Digital Minimalism. But the two main ways that they're keeping us addicted to these platforms is through intermittent positive reinforcement. So the idea that when you're scrolling and you have no idea what's going to come next, that is preparing the brain for that pathway for dopamine to be released to make you want to keep scrolling. So you're seeing the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And you don't know. And that unknown keeps you scrolling. And another way they're doing it is keeping us, uh, you know, addicted is through this idea of social approval, which is so deep in our anthropology and our desire to belong and our desire to be accepted. And when we're on these platforms, they're literally playing on on multiple um, psychological realities that are keeping us as engaged as possible. So they're not really interested and our well-being, they're interested, these companies are interested in us being engaged in their products, right? And that's how they make money. It's your attention that's actually being bought. You, you think it's a free platform, but they're really using your time to be able to, uh, you know, get to their to their ends, their means, which is, again, engagement. The other thing about it, the other, the other thing about it that's <clears throat> nefarious at a profound level is 
people who are trained with PhDs in psychology are on these software development teams. Correct. They're violating the Hippocratic Oath. Mm -hmm. to, they, are, they are harming people to make money. Yeah. And they're using uh, psychological sciences and software, and they test the software, and they can use uh, kind of, um, I read an article about it, imagery of the brain and, neuro, and, and watching activity in the brain. And it's literally, it's like brainwashing. Yeah. They, they, they do everything to tune the device, color, yep. uh, speed, uh, length of presentation, uh, haptics, which is like the physicality of it, to watch where the maximum fire of neurons go. Correct. It is, it is, it is deep, it's dark, it demonic. It Trillions is. of dollars being paid into these platforms to keep you as engaged as possible. So most people don't want to be a slave, right? Most people right. want to be free. And we, and we obviously let, especially my generation loves this idea of, of freedom and not, you know, having any rules or regulations. And we don't realize that these devices, I mean, have enslaved us. It's about 10 years, you know, since they've been out. And it's funny, there's an interview with Steve Jobs, I think in 2010, when the iPad initially came out, and, you know, the journalist was asking, you know, Steve, how do you, how are your kids enjoying the iPad? And he's, and he said, quote, we don't give it to them. Awesome. Right. Right. You know, like there's Steve people. Jobs doesn't give his, didn't give his own kids this, this right. stuff. Right. Yeah. One, I had, a, there was a horrifying moment in our own family one time where I just, my eyes just about popped out of my head. Stephanie and I went to visit a good, some good friends of ours uh, who have kids our age. Good. They're all good people. They're devout Catholics, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, so we're all, we're in the kitchen or something meeting with our friends and I walk into the living room and every stinking kid is on their own device in a room, not interacting. Yeah. Staring at a screen, the different screens and doing whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like this. What, what, what are the long-term ramifications? But I want to turn one more corner on this. Okay. And that is what Elon Musk has put a nuclear bomb to God be praised for that guy. I would love to see him become a man of faith. Um, all the lies and manipulation that that that's become a channel for political power to manipulate people toward belief systems that are destructive, socialism, right. Right. communism, you know, right. uh, all, all of the sort of uh, the uh, the the fake awake, you know, I don't want to use the mm -hmm. words to get get, you know, trip the YouTube stuff, but the fake awake folks just being fed this junk through these channels that they're addicted to. I, I mean, you can, you can look at so many, so many of the social ills right now. Yeah. And, and I'll just name a few of them. One of them is this idea that, that, that we should not be having children anymore, hmm. that there are too many children out there that need to be adopted. You shouldn't have children. You shouldn't be open to life. You need to give, I mean, the moral ills that are going on, and if you think about all of the temptations to adultery, to to any kind of end that's going to be harmful to you, I, I and I'll give you an example. I had a, a and I'll do it this real quick. But I had a student years ago started cutting, you know, an eighth grade student that started cutting, and I and I met with her because it started to spread through my eighth grade class, and I said, okay, I need to talk to you. Tell me this idea didn't just come out of the, the air. You didn't just reach up and grab it and start it. I said, when's the first time you saw it? 
Well, I don't know. No, I said, when is the, when, go back and think about this. When is the very first time you saw it? And she took a minute and she thought about it. And she said, I saw it on my Snapchat. And it was just a picture with a, a kid cutting. It was just an arm with a cut. Slicing the wrist. And then she kept seeing it over and over and over and over again. And all of a sudden, that idea. And the demonic attached to that. Absolutely. And then it passed through our eighth grade class. And they all had wow. to get counseling. We had the priest come in and pray. But we're, we're coming up on a break. But technology is a problem. And I love this solution. This is the I best solution I've ever this heard. Solution. So, so we'll, we'll be, be right, right back, back with Andrew Lawbacher. The beautiful fact that no suffering is wasted, that all suffering has a purpose. And to wrestle with the idea, which is that everything that happens in our lives is either willed or permitted by God. Okay, God, why would you permit these things? I know that you're a good father and you're a loving father. So there's something there. So I, I have to bridge this gap between your permission of my suffering to your love for me as a father. And Uniformity with God's Will, the book by, by St. Alphonsus Liguori, bridges that gap. And he explains as only he can, because he's such a hard hitter, the reality that these are all moments of growth, of virtue, of hey your legs are weak you're like a newborn deer you can't stand on your own we need to get you to stand on your own you know those sorts of things even even desolation you know the day-to-day kind of the ebbs and flows of the spiritual life those things are all permitted for a greater good whatever that might be check out the brand new updated version of uniformity with god's will titled finding peace in the storm with commentary by dan burke this is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. We're here with, I'm saying, top 10 important guests of this year. Yes. Uh, and I'm dead serious about that. Yeah. The, his work is called Humanality, humanality.org, uh, helping kids get free of addiction. And I'm going to say everyone out there to you, out there is listening, YouTube, if you're on radio, if, if, if you're lamenting the state of the world, and uh, you really want to make an impact, I'm dead serious. Share this show all over wherever you can. Send it in an email to your family, share to it on your, priest, your social media, your give it to your priest and yeah. tell them about humanality. Now I want to go back to the design of the phone because for the radio, you know, people can't see. So yeah. you, you talk, the phone has no visual appeal. So it doesn't have like you can text, but it doesn't have those, you know, cute little bubbles and you can't do, yep. you know, all the things you can do. So it doesn't have the visual stimulus. It's just gray font. <laughs> this this yep. is dull gray font. The phone does not look cool at all. It just looks like a piece of black plastic. Um, so, I mean, describe a, a little bit more, Andrew. Yeah. How the phone is counteracts all the evil junk that people are trying to do to to, our, to us. Yeah, maybe just I'll articulate too quickly just again some of the data of the problem and then yeah. we can kind of get to how humanity is sharing solutions. And like you said at the beginning, I don't think there's anyone I've talked to yet once that's like, oh, there's not a problem like with our phones <laughs> right, or like right. every single person is like, oh my gosh, 
I need this. Oh my gosh. I need, oh my gosh, my kids needs. Oh my gosh, my husband, you know, the wives look to the husbands and yeah. call them out and yeah. everyone, we're all addicted to these devices. And here's what I want to lead with is with mercy, because like we talked about earlier, there are very powerful, uh, you know, companies that are literally trying to get you as addictive as possible. And the thing is, we're not strong enough. So yeah. we're, we're actually being, um, you know, used by our attention spans for means that I would say, you know, are not good. But here's some of the quick data points. I'm just going to go through them briefly. But the average American is looking at their phones 87 times a day. Wow. Uh, if you're 18 years and older, the average time spent on entertainment based screen content is 12 hours. This was in 2020 data. Uh, elementary age children now are using uh, their phones or technology 7.5 hours a day. Uh, a survey from Common Sense Media reports that three out of four children view porn prior to 13 years of age. 52% oh, of those children viewed violent porn. Mm -hmm. uh, we are now 11 52%. years. 52% yes. viewed violent porn at yeah. what age? Uh, this is prior to the age of 13. God. Yep. So we are now 11 years into the largest epidemic of teen mental health on record. Self-harm amongst 10 to 14-year-old girls has quadrupled since 2010. Uh, that's Jean M. Twangy, her book, iGen. Uh, the number of college students who have seriously considered suicide jumped 60% since 2011 and 2016. And more than four to five adults in the United States say they check their emails, messages, and social media accounts frequently or continuously. So the problem is, is real. And I think first just being aware, right, of the problem is necessary. And actually in the DSM now, which, you know, helps diagnose, uh, you know, mental disorders, there's l legit uh, behavioral um, addictions, which involve gaming, technology, or phones. So when I say that we're all addicted, I'm not using that word, you know, flippantly. This is actual, legit clinical data that's pointing to an addiction from our devices. So... You know, some of the things we're, we're doing, if you want to get into that, Dan, just with our clubs at university. Yeah, please, please. So uh, the idea is with these clubs, you join, you get a free light phone or you can join with another dumb phone. So there's, you know, other companies like Pinwheel and the Wise phone and there's other options, but the light phone we're partnering with. So the first 30 students that join our club at a university will get a free light phone. And if you want to join with your smartphone, here's the parameters. You have to go grayscale. So again, to your point about the psychology behind the, the colors and the flashing and the, you know, oh, wow. Pavlonian experiment we're in of these dings and pings, uh, you go grayscale, you take off the internet off of your device and all social media. You can join the club with your smartphone, but those are kind of the parameters you have to do. And then along with that, each month, we're going to have monthly meetings where the students meet together and we actually start to dive into some of this data. There's incredible books out there sharing about what this technology is doing to us and what we can do uh, to counteract it. So the students will kind of have time of accountability and as they're detoxing, like literally withdrawing from Snapchat and social media and Instagram and TikTok, they're going to have community, right? Because that's crucial. So they're going to be diving into the data, having that accountability and community. We're going to bring in one of our speakers from our team, maybe myself for another um, speaker to actually come and give a presentation to the school on the science, on the data. And then along with that, you know, they get humanality hats, shirts, all the swag. And then we're doing this really cool thing. Uh, we're really excited about. It's a humanality concert on campus. The idea is the students put on a concert, whether a local band or cover band, and the cost of admission to the concert is your phone. So you have to go experience music 
without a screen and just be present to the moment, you know? And so right Love now, it. the stories that are coming out from students on campus are absolutely mind-blowing one of them just to highlight i really loved i was just visiting one of our campuses and one of the students said and i've never thought of this before but he's like i get to have first impressions with people you know because now everyone goes and looks at your story they look at your whole last how many years and they see everywhere you traveled all your friends all your family there's no such thing as first impressions anymore and i thought that was so it's profound human. it's human human and that's really Humanality, the word humanality, our idea is humans engaging reality. So again, we believe, you know, technology is good, but if we don't create that real intentionality around these devices, they will addict us. And, you know, part of my story is I was addicted to all these myself, right? You know, I had Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, I was traveling around the world, leading worship, like doing good work for ministry. But at the same time, I was addicted to all the platforms myself. Okay. Um, so. I got to ask you a really tough question. And Go for it. You can dodge if you want. If a parent gives a kind of food to their child that has just a tiny bit of arsenic in it, like just the tiniest bit, uh, and it eventually kills them, you know, that's the grave evil. Why is it different than this? I mean, how how is it? That when we, when you know you have these dumb phones, and you know what's going on behind them, I mean, I, I, if someone's listening right now, I mean, so I'm gonna get in trouble, but I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna look at my wife, so she gives me that don't say it look. <laughs> if someone's listening right now, and you give your kid a smartphone after what we're telling you, I, I think it's a grave sin, I really do. I just think it is so inevitably destructive we need to knock it off. Mm -hmm. We need to stop doing this to our kids because who's paying for these stupid things. Yeah. It's not yeah. the kids. Oh yeah. And, and that was, that's always been one of my conversations when people tell me, well, I'm distressed because my kid's doing X, Y, Z and they're living under their household. They're providing them a room to sleep in food, giving them insurance, paying for everything, paying oh. for the car, paying, paying for the paying for sin, paying for the computers and yet, oh, but they're not acting right. They're right. dishonoring me. They're destroying their lives. They're suicidal. They're addicted to pornography, X, Y, Z. And it's like, you're funding stop it. funding it. Yeah. And here's one point to, to parents that are hearing this that are also maybe feeling that conviction and, and also maybe feeling shame. I, I've noticed anytime I bring this up, uh, you know, especially traveling, like people initially feel shame because yeah. they know we're all addicted. And I really want to, you know, lead with mercy insofar as that we did not know that this was going to happen to us. Right. Right. True. right? Like yeah, yeah. we were given these Fair. devices without without knowing. I mean, for me, yeah, my friends showed me porn in high school and I left the faith in high school and I was atheist. I didn't believe in God. My, my conversion was after high school. And, you know, I was kind of being told that I need to show, you know, what I'm doing for the gospel on media. And it just started to become really odd for me to think about the saints, like would Padre Pio have an Instagram where he's showing like himself, like hashtag just spent 14 hours in the confessional, you know, like I, I started to feel the narcissism myself and yeah. in my mm -hmm. own life. And it was yeah. leading Instagram was leading me to lust. Yeah. It was leading me to so many other things. And again, even thinking of, uh, you know, Blaise Pascal, this, I love his quote, you know, that all of humanity's problems stem from the fact that man cannot sit alone with himself for just one hour in silence, in yeah. silence. You know, I think quote. for me, 
the more that I noticed this addiction in myself, the more I was like, whoa, I need to do something. I went back to flip phones. I went back to these other options and I knew early on that this was a problem. And then God has obviously now brought me into this work. But now, yeah, with the data that we know that's out, which, you know, you can go to humanality.org. We're going to have a lot more info in the next two weeks about the data, about the stories. And, and I do believe, Dan, at this point, uh, I think you're right. I think there's no good reason to give a child a smartphone, honestly, before the age of 18. And for me, I'm like, maybe 30 would be good, you know, <laughs> right. because there's yeah. so many negative outcomes that we're seeing with the devices that it's hard to use it as a tool, which is it, it's intended for without getting these addictive aspects. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait to get that website all updated with all this so that people can go and, and make see their case. And, and make their case and look at the reality of it. And individuals yep. can see it and their eyes can be open because it is staggering. That yeah, that we're, is looking staggering. In, we're looking to get into the home, humanality, the home and the workplace. We're actually talking with a couple of seminaries right now. Uh, we're actually partnering with Hallow uh, to create on their app, which you can access an app from a desktop a 30 day digital detox with humanality where we're Very literally cool. going to walk you through like some of our simple challenges, keep the phone out of the bedroom, keep the phone out of the bathroom. You know, sometimes dad just disappears, you know, for 40 minutes in the bathroom and it's like, dad, you're not going to the bathroom for 40 minutes, you know, yeah. uh, or, uh, you know, your meals, uh, whatever it is. It, it, and Dan, it is kind of funny. Like we have to start to see some of the comedy in some of this, cause it is kind of so dark. Yeah. But what we're what we're doing with these phones is hilarious. I mean, they are always attached to us. People are running into signs looking down. I mean, people are I mean, it's it's insane, you know. So there's it's some coming, simple it's things coming out in 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 masses. Totally. Yeah. And just some of those simple things like keep it out of your bedroom. Like I would wake up scrolling. I would go to sleep scrolling. Just keep it out of the bedroom. And, and I know you need an alarm clock. Go buy a digital alarm clock. And have that, you know, wake you up in the morning. And I guarantee you, your life will start to feel exponentially better awesome. uh, just with that one little tool. Yeah. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas taught that d entertainment causes spiritual dissipation, hmm. affects your prayer life, and it, and, it, and it deteriorates your interior life. And that's when there was no such thing as a smartphone. Right. Um, so, wow. it's, Andrew, it's been great uh, being with you. I'm so appreciative. Every one of you out there, you know, I'm telling you, you got to share this. This is a bomb in the devil's lap. Blow them up everywhere Amen. and anywhere you can. Yeah. Um, support them, support this project. I just, there's not much out there I believe in more than this in terms right. of like direct assault against the enemy's work in the church, in the world. Uh, Humanality is the organization, H-U-M-A-N-I-A-L-I-T-Y dot O-R-G, humanality dot org. Uh, Andrew, we're so grateful for the good work you're doing. If there's anything we can Thanks, do to brother. support you, uh, you, just, you just give us a call. And with that. Okay. Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.